Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios. This is Bump and Stacy on Seattle Sports Station. Streaming through the Seattle Sports app. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Stacy Ross. Here we go now. Keyshawn Johnson was on with us earlier today. If you missed it, you can hear the full interview on our podcast. It'll kick off hour three of the podcast. Uh, We're going to play you some of our favorite cuts, though, because it dives into some of our favorite conversations. Um, So to start, Bump, we'll talk about what Keyshawn said about Geno Smith. Yes, yes, he can, and you pay him. This is asked whether he can replicate what he did in 22. Him the money. You may not pay him $50 a year, but you reward him. And... Geno Smith is better than any quarterback you're gonna get in college right now. Anyway, he's better than any. He's better than Bryce Young. He's better than T.J. Stroud. He's better than this Le- Levitt dude that everybody from Kentucky that they just <laughs> they want to make him the the next coming of whatever. For real. Uh, he's better than him. He's better than Bryce Young. I mean, he's just better than Cooker. He's just seasoned. He's better than those guys right now. So. I didn't say don't draft a quarterback. What I'm saying is he's your guy for the next two to three years while that guy gets ready to take over if Geno falters. Keyshawn says, I'm not saying that Geno has to be your long-term answer. I'm not saying you don't draft a quarterback, but I am telling you that Geno is better than any of the options in the draft right now. You know what he is? My coach used to say, he's just more better than you. (laughs) He's just more better. That's what Geno is. He's seasoned, like Keyshawn says. Do these guys have the potential to be better than Geno Smith? Every quarterback in the draft has the potential to be better than Geno Smith. Potential, everyone's born with it. What do you do with it? So it's refreshing to hear someone else say it because we've been saying it for I don't know how many weeks and we get so many people texting us saying, oh, my God, you're a bandwagoner, this, that, and the third. And then we get Max Kellerman to come on and say that Geno's good to go. We get Keyshawn to come on and say he's good to go. So it's just refreshing. You don't have to agree with him. And I encourage you not to agree with him. Makes for great radio, great debate. Keep texting us your thoughts. But that's facts. Geno's better than anybody you're going to get. Do you not draft a quarterback? I'm not saying that either. I wouldn't be surprised if CJ is available at the number five pick. Mm. I would not be surprised if the Seahawks go after him because you do have to prepare for the inevitable, and that's Geno Smith not being here. Could be Pete Carroll's kind of quarterback, too. I could see that. Um, one of our favorite debates that we get into, genuinely I like this conversation. Sometimes it drives me crazy, but I do like it, is the idea of, hey, you can't pay Geno um, if you want to get defensive guys, and if you want to go out and get defensive guys, why don't you just roll with Drew Locke? And the example so many pre- people point to is, well, look at Brock Purdy in San Francisco. So I asked Keyshawn, like, hey, you know, what do you think about people pointing to Brock Purdy? Don't let the Brock Purdy experiment cause your mind. You can't do that. Look, you pay that dude, okay? And, and if you think that, and you said it, Seattle drafted bad. So don't get caught up in, they gave all the money to Russell Wilson. That's, that's a lie. That is such a lie. They could pay who they want to pay. When they want to pay him. The Rams sure did it. They won the Super Bowl. Okay? That drives me crazy when I hear people, oh, they don't have any money. No, they have money. It's do they want to spend the money. Sharpen your pencils and figure out how to make it fit under a $225 million cap. How about that? And if not, find a new capologist that knows how to manipulate the salary cap. Look. Spending a lot of money at one position always makes it difficult to spend money elsewhere because you literally don't have it. However, there are creative ways to utilize a salary cap, take advantage of the salary cap, and let's not pretend 
like Keyshawn is hinting at, that Russell Wilson's contract was everything that kept Seattle from getting back to a Super Bowl. Seattle missed on a lot of draft picks. That is a lot of cheap, great talent you could have had. So it's being consistently good, not good enough to win a Super Bowl, but good enough to not have a top 10 pick, and then not hitting on the draft picks you did make. Yeah, you got to hit. It's a combo. Everything's a combination of events and decisions that lead you to where you are today in life and in football, right? And with the Rams, their decision-making was, we are going to go all in right now. We got a two- to three-year window. And they got a Let's Super Let's see what Bowl. happens. They get a Super Bowl. Now they are they, they don't have anything for the next couple of years. They're, they're, they're dealing with that. And also, he makes the point that if you don't have a guy who can move the money around, then maybe you got to go look towards someone else to see if they can. Because there are teams in a league who know how to move money around. It's not as simple as you go to spot track, it's $30 million in the cap. We're going to give Gino all that money. We don't have nothing to do. Mm-hmm. That's not how this thing works. And, and Keyshawn does a great job of explaining that. And then the Brock Purdy experiment. Now, I think that Brock Purdy is going to be okay. I think with the team that he's on, the situation that he's in, he will have some success. I don't think you put Brock Purdy on the Seahawks and you have the same success because you don't have the amount of talent that you have. You have to look at the whole picture over there with the 49ers. Don't let it fool you. The young man can play some ball, but Nick can tackle. Armstead can play. Fred can play. Debo can make something out of nothing. McCaffrey can do everything. Mitchell can come off the bench and help you out. Trent can go in motion. Like, there's so many other things that allow – Brock to have the success that he is having. He's in a great situation. That's not the deal over here. Well, and for anyone saying, and look at the Rams now. Yeah, I am looking at the Rams now. They won a Super Bowl. They won a Super Bowl. They've been to a Super Bowl twice since the Seahawks have last been to an NFC championship game. And they won one of them. All right, so let's say this. Would you take... The Rams' way of doing things, if you are guaranteed to go to a Super Bowl and win one and then have to build for the next three years. Yeah. Yes. I take it all or do you day. Wanna, or do, we've, we've already looked at a team that's gone 10 years without getting to a championship, getting to a Super Bowl. It's not like they haven't come close. It's not like they haven't had good teams. Also, I think we all pretend like there's some kind of key to where if you tap into that key, you can win the Super Bowl multiple times in a row every single year. It is incredibly hard to get to the Super Bowl. Not only do you have to be great, do you have to hit on draft picks? Do you have to get the right free agents? Do you have to have everyone having great years? You also have to make sure you stay healthy, mm-hmm. right? Look what happened with San Francisco. Perfect team. Good luck. Perfect team. And then they had no quarterbacks left, <laughs> and they ran into uh, the number one seed in the NFC. I, I keep I, – nothing you do comes without risk in the NFL. Every move you make comes with risk. I keep seeing arguments for, oh, the Rams, what are they doing now? And what, what if this backfires on you? What if it doesn't work out? Yeah, that's the name of the game. It only works out for one team a year. Yes. It only really works out for four teams a year who make it to the conference championship and have a, a chance to play in the Super Bowl. There's nothing you can do if you sign Geno is not guaranteed. If you don't sign Geno, it's not guaranteed. If you draft a quarterback, it's not guaranteed. If you get a get a big man, you get a, an interior lineman, it's not guaranteed. Everything has risk. So you have to make moves that you are comfortable with while making these risks. Like, there's no foolproof way to go about this offseason. Well, and there's also sometimes just weird things that happen. Like, the Eagles are amazing with quarterback sneaks. They do it a ton. They do it more than any other team. They do them very well, and they do them all over the field. On first down, second down, third down, fourth down. Right? Like, that's a little, like, weird quirk to the success of their season that's worked out really well for them. 
right? So you've also got to have tapped into something that makes you different, something that makes you special, something that gives you an advantage over other teams that are all playing with the same set of skills. Mm-hmm. So you got to have that as well. I think too, like, look, you guys only have a, there are a lot of ways to figure out how to win, but with where the Seahawks are, your options are lose for a while, get some high first round picks, tap into those draft picks, go out and spend on free agents like the Rams did, spend on free agents, make trades, do all this stuff or, or what? Like what, what other options do you have? I mean, if you're mad at how the Rams did it because, because they, you know, are now looking at some at cap trouble and at salary cap issues and at not having draft picks. Again, they walked away with the Super Bowl, but not only that, I'm I'm not convinced the Rams are going to be bad next year. No, me neither. They got they got some they got some things coming back. Let's not forget that. And they have a really smart head coach who is passionate about what he does. Yeah, well, and this guy, I would not have taken a Super Bowl. The Rams are bad for the next five to ten years. We don't know that, but also then. Then what's the what's the other route? The route is okay. We got the the Rams route. You go all in. You have and the other route is just to continue. Or right, right, the other route is you don't sign Geno and you start building with a young quarterback, which I feel will set you back even further. Or you sign Geno and you continue to develop. If you look at the Eagles roster right now, I said it yesterday, they got eight Pro Bowlers on that team. You know how many of those dudes were drafted by the Eagles? Six of those things. Six of them were drafted. Okay, so I look at the Eagles and I go, okay, we can do something there. They had a bridge quarterback. Who's mm-hmm. their bridge quarterback? Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts set for a couple of years. Okay, that's a way of doing it. I look at the Eagles and say, if there are any teams that are playing, or either team that's playing this weekend, that you can duplicate or try to duplicate, all right, they got a lot of things going over there. Um, you look at the Eagles and say, that's a way to do it. You can even look at the Chiefs and say that's the way to do it when it comes to the quarterback spot. But they picked up a whole bunch of other pieces. But the Eagles are showing you, all right, you can do it this way, and I'm comfortable doing it this way. And I think that if Geno is that bridge quarterback, if he is Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. you got to pay him to stay. That's the thing. I mean, just figure – I mean, look, I feel like a lot of the conversations, Bump, that I have with people are with people who want to take no risks. You you want to win – the. The hardest thing to do, you want to win the Super Bowl, but you want to take no risks. I am not saying you need to go out and trade all your picks the way the Rams did or get into salary cap hell, right? If you want to roll with a young rookie quarterback and go out and spend on free agents uh, in, on for, to fix your defense, cool. That is one road you can take. I'm, I'm down for that. If that's what John Schneider decides that he wants to do and Pete Carroll decides he wants to do, down for it. Let's see what happens, right? Like, Again, we talked about it. We've been talking about it all week. There are a lot of ways to win. Yeah. There are a lot of paths to it. Mm-hmm. But the idea that there's a secret that is without risk is wrong. Yeah, you got to risk. There's risk everywhere. Keep me, keep Gino, build. Let's go. You're moving in the right direction. You got nine wins this year. Nine wins. I gave you six. You got nine wins. You make the playoffs. Keep building. Draft well. Three of the last four drafts, the Hawks have done well. People say, oh, they don't draft well. Well, if you're looking back 10 years, and yeah, you can pick about five of those things that were not great drafts. But as of late, three out of four, they've done okay. Well, and we've also, I, it's a couple people saying we're like being really negative. We both said the Seahawks are closer to a Super Bowl than people want to give them credit for because they're in such a weak conference. Mm-hmm. And they had such an amazing draft class in 2022. Mm-hmm. Like you set yourself up well. 
keep building on that. Keep doing what you're doing. You know what I mean? I think, like, you you're know, on a good path. I think people, I think people hear the arguments that we make for our argument and think that's our argument. <laughs> <laughs> you get real meta with it. Just yeah. Like, Whoa, this is getting a little intense. Just like, no, we're, we're, we're giving you the other side. Yeah. That's what, uh, that's what, and that's what I love about sports in general in this time of year is that you look from all angles. You know, when, you know, when my wife is, is mad at me and I don't agree with her, you know what I try to do? I try to flip around and be like, all right, what is she seeing? What is she thinking <laughs> so I can understand her? I might not even agree with her. I might not agree with her. Even after I do the flip mode and I look at myself and I go, I don't agree with her, but I understand where she's coming from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and yes, yes. And uh, again, like, I think this team could be good, but can you look down your nose too much and not consider the approach other teams have taken when those teams have won or been to Super Bowls more recently than you? Right? I don't. No position. I'm just saying. (laughs) The Seahawks have been successful for an extended period of time. They have had sustained success and, um, you know, consistency that a lot of other franchises haven't. Right? Pittsburgh's in the same place, right? Like, they haven't they haven't been either anytime recently. Mm-hmm. But again, if you're looking down your nose at how the Rams did things or how other teams have done things, you have to at least consider it and at least think like, well, what was that approach? What can we borrow and take from that approach? Yeah, that's football. It's a copycat league. Look at coaches. Coaches, man, I tell you, when I was coaching high school football, did it for ten plus years. This is the first time I'm not coaching high school football. Yeah. I would watch other teams and snatch their ideas all the time. That is football. So even when it comes to building teams, you have to look, even if you don't, like I say, even if you don't agree with it, you have to look at it and understand why they did it and how they did it. Because mm-hmm. you might come across that path sometime in your in your journey as a GM or an owner or as a coach or whatever and say, okay, this is the position that we're in right now. It's similar to what this team did. Let's take a look and see how they did it and see if that's something that we will um, we will entertain in doing. That's That's all we're saying is like, you got to look at everything and see where you're at. Personally, I think we both agree at, agree that this team is closer to a Super Bowl if you keep Geno as your bridge quarterback and you draft well. Well, and what are like let's we have uh, about 2 minutes left here to continue this conversation. Let's talk about things we like that we've learned from other teams. Like I think you look at your point about Philadelphia was great, mm-hmm. right? Yes, they went out and got Hassan Reddick, great signing in free agency. They traded for AJ, great trade. Um, but they've also drafted really well. Right. Like draft picks, huge part of this conversation. So what are some other things when you look at um, teams that have either been to a Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl recently, do you think, I love that lesson? I love a lesson that, one, you have to develop your guys. you got to develop your guys. You look at uh, Philly, I just named six out of their eight pro bowlers who are their guys that they developed. And two, every now and then, you have to take a risk in free agency. A.J. Brown. Reset the market. Him and Kurt, um, Christian Kirk, mm-hmm. reset the market. You build, you take a risk, and then you make sure you have a backup plan at quarterback once your quarterback starts getting into his late 20s, early 30s, because the decline can be steep and quick. All right, let's get to four down territory. This, this is four down territory going inside, inside the, the game. game. What former Seahawks and Coug wide receiver Michael Bumpus. First down, we constantly look to see what team has an edge and where. So do the Chiefs have a mental edge over the Eagles? If they do, how and why? 
It might be mental and emotional. And the reason why it might be mental and emotional is because these guys have been here before. There's 12 Chiefs on this roster right now who are on that Super Bowl winning team back in the day. The most important connection has to be Mahomes to Kelsey in that Super Bowl. Mahomes threw two touchdowns, two interceptions. Kelsey has six for 43. Defensively, on the other side, and he had a touchdown. On the other side, Frank Clark was in that game. He had one sack. Chris Jones, no sacks. He was a DB out there. Three passes defended my guy Chris Jones have. So you look at them, they got 12 players who have been there. The Eagles have seven guys on this roster who were there in 2017 when they won the Super Bowl. Two of those guys are is a kicker and a long snapper. But the guys who are on the field, the most important pieces are uh, Brandon Graham had one sack and uh, Fletcher Cox. He had two quarterback hits. So if we're just looking off experience alone, I'm going to give the nod to the Chiefs. Total, they have 30 guys on their roster who have played in the big game before. On paper, mentally been there, done that, you give it to the Chiefs. But there's also something to be said about a team that's never been there before, who doesn't understand the severity. You understand it's a Super Bowl, but you don't let the moment get you. You don't let the moment overwhelm you. We shall see because humans are emotional and they make mistakes and they win and lose games. But if I just had to go off of who's been there and who's done that, you got to give the nod to the Chiefs. Second down. Seahawks quarterback coach Dave Canales had an interview with the Ravens and is rumored to be meeting with the Bucks and hopes to become their offensive coordinator. Why do you feel he's ready for a shot at calling plays? My man is ready. I did my research on my dude last night and realized he's from the same area I grew up in. He's from Carson. It's about 15 miles from where I grew up. He went to El Camino Junior College. That's uh, where a lot of my boys went to college and played ball. He went to Azusa Pacific. I know a couple people who graduated from there. So then I started. I'm like, all right, he's my dude. We, we, we dang near family, all right? Canales is from the same area. But he's been with the Hawks since 2010. He's been a QB coach, a wide receiver coach, and a pass game coordinator. He was there for the Legion of Boom. He knows what a great organization and great defenses look like. He's worked for three offensive coordinators. He's got ideas for days. I guarantee you he has a notebook, uh, or a flash drive or something with ideas. And then he's also coached two Pro Bowl quarterbacks. We're talking about Russell Wilson and Geno Smith. On paper, this dude is ready to go. He is ready to go. He's waited his, his time. He hasn't been. His ascend wasn't fast and great like a lot of these guys with the right last name or they're under the right coaching tree. He's taking his time. And this is what Pete Kerr wants. He wants his guys to have opportunities to advance in their career. I say he's ready to go. Go get him. Third down. I hate this idea. I'm going to preface it with that. Some in the league have floated around the idea of neutral sites for NFL conference championship games. Falcons owner Arthur Blank made it clear he's not a fan of neutral sites. Are you for or against it? Of course I'm against neutral sites for a conference championship game. This is why you play the game during the regular season. This is why you don't sit your guys in week 17 or 18 if you have a chance to get the number one seed because football is hard. It is hard to win football games. If you get that number one seed, you deserve a buy. You deserve a chance to play in front of your season ticket holders in a conference championship game to go to the Super Bowl. But you know what this smells like. It smells like the NFL is trying to make even more money. You guys already make the most money out of all the major sports in this country. Man, let these season ticket holders and these players and these coaches who work hard week in, week out, who battle for the chance to play at home during a conference championship game, let them have it. Stop nickel and diamond, NFL. You've got enough. It's just such a bad idea. Like, it, like I can't see fans, players, coaches, literally anyone except for the NFL uh, executives liking this plan. So stupid. Fourth down. 
Speaking of, Roger Goodell says refs are performing at an all-time high this year. Our colleague Brock Heward says he agrees. Is officiating the best it's ever been in the NFL? Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I do think it is. I think if you took referees, Mike, from the 70s and the 80s, and you dressed them in these little sleeker, more hip outfits today, and say, hey, here you go, head linesman, here you go, umpire, and, and they ran on that field to go officiate, I think they'd run right off the field and go, this is this is crazy. I cannot believe how fast this is. How am I supposed to see these things happen in real time? So, no, the, these are the best of the best. Do you agree with Brock and my guy, Raj? <laughs> my guy, Raj. My guy, Raj. I agree in a sense. I agree that these are the best referees that ever ref because the, the game has moved on and they've evolved as well. If you do take a referee from the 70s and put him in today's game, he's going to be like, what is this, a mobile quarterback? <laughs> Quarterbacks don't run. Just my, my point is the game has changed, right? And these referees... Get back in the pocket. Back, what? <laughs> legal man downfield. Someone's got to be legal downfield. Somebody's <laughs> got to be legally downfield. But no, I agree with, uh, with Brock in that sense that these are probably the best referees and they're doing the best that they can. Yeah. Okay. But is the NFL doing the best they can to help these dudes out? The game is faster, but we have all these cameras, all these technologies as as much as the NFL protects these referees when they make bad calls they're not available to the media aid them during the game because we're sitting here watching the game we got one camera angle whatever angle the tv gives us that's what we're looking at and we're seeing holding all sides false start encroachment all this stuff and they're missing it so if the game is moving so fast that it's hard for them to call that and we can see it in plain sight granted they're on the field mm-hmm. all right things are moving fast for them let's use the technology to aid them new york buzz them on the hip got that wrong all right that was a holding Buzz them on the hip. Got that wrong. The placement of the ball is wrong. Use your technology is all I'm saying, man. Referees have a tough job, and I will be on their head as long as I'm an analyst because that's what I do, and we love to do it. But help these men out. Stop hiding them. That's my point. The weirdest thing is always hearing, um, like, if there ever was a really bad call in a Seahawks regular season game, you would have the following week's press conference with Pete Carroll. And there were some times when he'd be like, yeah, they called, and – not like apologize, but kind of apologize. Yeah. Like he's kind of hinting that they're kind of like our bad. Uh-huh. And it's so interesting how much of that happens behind closed doors and happens privately where they'll call the coaches and be like, hey, we called that wrong. Here's what the rule is. Blah, blah, blah. Like there's not public accountability. And it, I'm not calling for, you know, walking someone through the streets, yelling shame. They want, every, every four weeks, we should just have a, a debriefing from the head referee or whatnot. Yeah. And just talk to us. If you that's the thing about people. If you just communicate and show your vulnerability and that you're the human side of you, mm-hmm. then most people are gonna relate to you, like, oh yeah, I feel yeah. bad he messed it up. But if you you're running and hiding and stuff and, and not being held accountable, that's when people come for you. Uh someone said we should rename our show the Geno Smith show, but I'm upset that my name isn't in it. So I'm proposing <laughs> the Geno Smith show featuring Stacy. <laughs> Can I be in the show too? The Geno Smith show featuring <laughs> Bump and Stacy? Question mark. And Curtis on the ones and twos. Featuring Bump Stacy Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I I I don't know. I love the offseason debate about a quarterback. I almost want them to draft one just to have another guy to talk about. I think it's fun. 
It's all in good fun, but hey, real, I can't stop talking about real it. Real quick, two, five, yeah. three. Bump, I think 70s refs would refer to mobile QBs as jive turkeys. Oh, <laughs> God. When you said, what is that, mobile quarterback? I imagine like a, a ref from the 60s, 70s being plopped into today's NFL and not knowing what to do and being so confused about what's happening. It's that tight end doing all the way down the field. He's <laughs> supposed to be blocking. Let's see what's on tap. This is What's on Tap with Bump and Stacy, brought to you by Dick's Driving. So, folks, what's on tap? The Seattle Kraken are taking on the New Jersey Devils today. Tonight, NFL Honors, 6 p.m. on NBC and NFL Network. That is What's on Tap, brought to you by Dick's Drive-In. Head into the station for Hype Train next. Bump and Stacy, Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios. On Seattle's Sports Station. Here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Stacy Ross. This hour of Bump and Stacy is brought to you by Mazda of Everett. Get your questions in for what I need to know, by the way. That's coming your way in 15 minutes. Coming your way in 30 minutes. Wyman and Bob have a very, very special announcement to start their show. Wyman's coming out of retirement. He's strapping up the cleats, Ooh, putting, that's, putting don't the pads spo- on. Bob, you're not supposed to say anything. He's wow. playing in place of Jordan Brooks. You guys, year, shut up. Shut up. Dump that. Curtis, dump all oh, that. Sorry, you're spoiling sorry, sorry. it. <laughs> Anyways, Wyman and Bob uh, have a special announcement coming up at 2. We need your questions for what I need to know at 145. Get those in now. Any Bob is going to be uh, eight, six, performing in the next God. UFC pay-per-view. <laughs> 866-97... You guys are just going to keep chiming in with Tick. 866-979-3776. All right, let's head to the station for Hype Train. Here's how it works. I tell you a trend or a prediction in the world of sports. If you are buying it, you're getting a ticket, you're boarding the train. If you think it's nothing but a Hype Train, you're letting it go on by. You are not boarding. Here we go. Blockbuster trade happening in the NBA last night where Kevin Durant, along with TJ Warren, don't leave out TJ, not a lot of love for TJ Warren, <laughs> sent to the Phoenix Suns in exchange for three players, four first-round picks, and a 2028 pick swap. Suns right now second in the Pacific Division. But, man, do they have some talent now. That's why today's hype train, the addition of KD, is enough for the Suns to win the Western Conference. Man, you look at the Suns when it comes to offensive production, they're bottom third of the league points per game. You look at defensively, they're top five when it comes to points per game. We know that KD is going to make that points per game go up. And then, uh, excuse me, the NBA is all about scoring right now. And then you look at the teams in the West and who's competing at this point. You got Denver at the top. They're locked to get in. You got the Memphis Grizzlies, who I'm still waiting to implode because they're young over there. Ja wants to be a gangster. You're looking at the Sacramento Kings, who I just don't believe. Like, is this 2003 or four? What's going on here? I think there's enough. I think there's enough scoring. The NBA is not about defense anymore. If you can outscore your team, you have a chance to do that. And with the addition of KD, you got Booker, you got CP3 over there who will distribute the rock. They got a shot, man. Vegas got them winning this thing right now. All right, Curtis, the hype train is that the addition of KD is enough for the Suns to win the Western Conference. They are uh, second in the Pacific, fifth in the Western Conference as a whole right now. Uh, Yeah, I'm boarding. I am absolutely boarding. Uh, Like Bum mentioned, the teams that are ahead of them don't exactly put the fear of God into you. Dallas, you don't know how the Kyrie Irving experiment is going to work. I can pretty much say with full certainty it's not going to. Uh, Sacramento... I mean, DeMontis Sabonis has been great there. De'Aaron Fox, too. But it's Sacramento. Like, how can you believe in those guys? Memphis, everybody hates Memphis because they just brawl with everybody. 
And the Nuggets, they have been at the top of the Western Conference the last few years, but have never been able to get over the hump. Uh, I think Phoenix has made the biggest splash, and I think it's going to pay off. I, I have them winning the Western Conference. There's a lot of teams just mediocre. It's a very mid-Western Conference this year between seed number four and seed number 11. Mm-hmm. There's a, only like three or four games that separate those teams. Yeah, that's close. So there's a lot of bad in the Western Conference right now. I think Phoenix has the most talent uh, in their starting lineup of any team in the league. So I'm going to take Phoenix in the West. I'm going to board. I'm going to board this one as well with an, a note if they stay healthy. Uh, Kevin Durant missed, let's see, 79 of a possible 208 games with the Nets, which is like 38% of potential games played. We know that Chris Paul's dealt with injuries. Uh, Booger's been injured. I just, uh, there's not a ton of depth behind the superstars, which is the case with a lot of teams. And the superstars are just so great. It's enough to make me bored, but I'm a little nervous about injuries. Uh, all right, next type training into the station. Tonight is the NFL Honors, 6 p.m. on NBC, simulcast also on NFL Network. Patrick Mahomes, uh, one of the names nominated for MVP. This is the hype train. Tell me if you're boarding. Patrick Mahomes will win MVP at tonight's NFL Honors, but won't win this year's Super Bowl. <sighs> I got Philadelphia winning. I got Philly winning. But every time someone asked me, I took out my trash the other day, and my neighbor, Dr. Seabrooks, was like, hey, bum, who you got? I got Philly, but something about Pat Mahomes makes me think that he can pull it off. And my guy is a Steelers fan, so he hates everything. And he goes, yeah, there's something special about that dude. And there really is. But that specialness is going to fizzle out on Sunday. Philly's winning that thing, man. I'm not on the train. Okay, okay. To board the train, you have to believe both. So if you think, eh, he'll win MVP but lose, you aren't boarding. If you think he'll win but won't win MVP, you're not boarding. The hype train is that Patrick Mahomes will win MVP at tonight's NFL Honors, but won't win the Super Bowl. Curtis. Uh, I think he will be named MVP, but I got the Eagles. So I am going to board this train. Uh, Philly has just been so impressive from start to finish this year. Uh, I think they cap it off on Sunday with a victory. But I think Patrick Mahomes is your NFL MVP for the 2022 season. Uh, 5,200 passing yards. The dude is is on a, another planet than mm-hmm. everybody else right now. Uh, I I just don't think that they will have enough to counter Philly's defense. I think Philly's defense is just ridiculously good this year. So yeah, uh, I'm boarding that train. I think uh, Philadelphia is a juggernaut, and uh, the smart analytical side of me is telling me to take them in the Super Bowl. However, the side of me that could win our office pool is telling me to take the Chiefs, and so I'm going to do it. I'm boarding the train. Patrick Mahomes wins MVP, and the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Oh, so you're, I you're can't, not boarding the train. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm not boarding the train. I'm not boarding the train, uh, <laughs> but I can't. I don't know that I could handle Dave Wyman uh, going from last to winning the pool because the Eagles win. He came in here not just more than two minutes ago asking Taylor I if we had any Eagles gear oh to God. give him to wear Oh, enough. Tomorrow. Enough. Next hype train. All right, two other names here nominated. Let's start with Geno Smith, one of the nominees for Comeback Player of the Year. Hype train simple. He's going to win it. Bump. G- Gino. Gino. Let's go, baby. It's a lock, man. Geno's going to win this thing, but... I mean, who we got? Saquon Barkley was on that thing as well. 
don't even know who the but other is. It don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. It's Gino, yeah. baby. He's gonna. People say, "What he come back from?" You know what he came back from? The NFL kicking him to the curb and saying, "You're only as good, only good to be a backup, son. You're not gonna do anything." You know what he's coming back for? People like me saying, "Go get Jimmy Garoppolo. Go get Baker Mayfield. This quarterback room is not gonna get it done." He's coming back from all the haters. Gino for the W. Christian McCaffrey is the other nominee. Uh, Curtis. The hype train, simple. Gino will win Comeback Player of the Year. Bump is boarding. It's between Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, Gino. Oh, he's absolutely winning. I'm boarding this train. Gino Smith is your Comeback Player of the Year for 2022. Uh, just setting the NFL on fire out of nowhere is where he came back from. And people are like, oh, what did he actually come back from? Like, this dude was on the verge of being out of the league. Like, we heard him talk about... How he's like, maybe I'll go play in the CFL. Maybe I'll go, you know, just go into a coaching role, whatever. Now he gave it one more shot, had the faith in himself, had the belief within himself, and came back, made the Pro Bowl this season, and uh, he's now awaiting a significant pay raise heading into next season. Uh, Congrats to him on an incredible year, which I think he will cap it off with a comeback player of the year. I also am boarding this train. He already won the Pro Football Writers of America version of the award, which to me is indicative of potentially winning the NFL Honors version of the award. That and I I thought Gino would be the starter uh, in training camp. Uh, I thought that this team would be horrible with him as starter. And uh, I was so pleasantly surprised and, and blown away. I think for that reason, he deserves this award. Like, I mean, call it a comeback or don't, right? That's the song. Okay. Uh, let's see if we have time for one more. Do we? Let's go. Should we'll go, come back go with Tariq don't. here? Uh, yeah, Let's sure. go Tariq. We'll make it fast. Uh, Tariq Wolin, one of the nominees for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Hype train, also simple, that he's going to win it. He's up against Aiden Hutchinson of the Lions and Sauce Gardner of the Jets. No, he's not going to win it because apparently uh, interceptions don't count as a DB. It's all about passes defended, which he only has about four or five less than Sauce Garner. Sauce is technically the better DB. You look at his skills. He played the position longer than Tariq played. Going into the the regular season, Tariq only played like 14 games. So because of all the hate, my guy Tariq ain't going to get it. Sauce is going to get it. Curtis, the hype train is easy. Is easy. Tariq Woolen is going to win defensive rookie of the year. Bump. A hater. No, I'm just kidding. Bump Bump <laughs> says, look, it, it's going to be sauce. We've kind of seen this one coming, even though Tariq had, had more interceptions. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm with Bump. I'm not boarding this train, and it's due to some classic East Coast bias. Oh? oh. The only reason Sauce Gardner's going to win is because he wears a Jets jersey. Like, come on now. Tariq Woolen is just a monster at cornerback. You can't throw on the guy. Uh, after year one, we've already learned that. He should be the defensive rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he's not going to be. I'm also boarding, or I'm not boarding this train either. Um, I don't think he's going to win, but I agree with you, Curtis. I think if uh, Tariq Wollen was the number four overall pick to the Jets, he'd be winning this award. This hour of Bump and Stacey is brought to you by Mazda of Everett. Get your questions in for what I need to know. Any question you have, send it now, 866 866- Nine seven nine three seven seven six. Bump and Stacy, powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios on Seattle Sports Station. Here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Stacy Rost. It's what I need to know. Brought to you by All Red Heating, Cooling, and Electric. Um, so 
two things. I need you guys to get your questions in. Any question you have, 866-979-3776. That's the Mac and Jack's text line. Second thing, um, Wyman and Bob have a special announcement to start their show coming up at 2. And you know when someone tells you a secret and you hear the secret and then they say don't tell anyone and you're like, I wish you wouldn't have told me not to say anything because once you said don't say anything, it's really, really hard not to say anything and I'm so afraid I'm going to do it on accident. Yeah, so I'll just do it. Wyman (laughs) is actually going to be the new coach over at the Christian Baptist Church (laughs) Rec Middle School basketball team. Curtis, what did you hear it was? Uh, I heard it was that... Uh, Bob is getting in the cage. Is getting in the cage. <laughs> uh, I, I also heard that Bob is going to eat a mayonnaise sandwich, which he hates. He uh, hates mayonnaise, so it's been wild. Tune in. Yeah, I heard Bob was going to be on a new reality dating show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you got to you got to fight to win. Yeah, and Wyman's hosting. Yeah, I like uh, it. All right, what I need so, to know. Um, dating show for men. 16 older. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, what I need to know. We have an update on what I need to know. Uh, yesterday, we had someone saying, hey, it's my fiance's birthday on Sunday. She hates football. She wants to go skiing. How do I get out of it to watch the Super Bowl? And our solution was, hey, buddy, you got to take the L. You're not yeah. watching the Super Bowl. Your birthday. fiance's birthday. You got to go skiing. The only way to get out is to break your leg. Uh, what I need to know update. He says, I tweaked a knee moving a fridge yesterday at work. Not a kid. <laughs> yeah. He said, thanks for your advice, bump. That a kid. <laughs> Dedication. That's what it is. He's probably asking somebody, hey, can you step on my knee? Yeah. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> Sounds like it's completely an accident, but uh, okay. Uh, what I need to know, if you had to tally all of Russell Wilson's highs and lows, would it be a net positive, a net negative, or a wash? I think net positive. Yeah, this guy won a Super Yeah. It's positive. He has made a ton of money. He married, had a family. Won he, a lot of games. he won a lot of games. He was a franchise quarterback for ten years. Like all of the stuff about Russell Wilson has started recently. And while Russell Wilson is like not super personable, for a lot of people, not especially likable. He's not a bad dude. And sometimes it feels like piling on. Yeah. Here's the thing bit. too. We gotta wait. We have to wait and see we what this charity see. looks yeah, that's like. True. I gotta wait. <laughs> I might change my mind on that. I might change my mind. But right now, it feels like piling on. Um, what I need to know, uh, let's see, just for one game, you can choose to be uh, one of these things. An NFL head coach, an MLB manager, an NBA head coach, or NHL head coach. Oh, NFL head coach. Easy. Yeah. And then Easy. I want to get back guy. You, know, you want to get back guy? <laughs> I want to get back guy. I don't want to be NHL. There's too much movement, too much going you gotta, on. Yeah, you're calling line changes. MLB every, manager. Like, manager. like oh, I'd love I to be just... an MLB See, I'm too much of a people pleaser. If I walked out to pull the pitcher, pull the pitcher, and he was like, "Let me get one more inning," I'd be like, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> you don't get that dog in you. I, to I be don't. An MLB no, X-ray, X-ray of my rib cage is just nothing. It's it's no dog at all. Uh, what I need to know, related question: Would you rather own a baseball team, a basketball team, or a football team? Football. Easy. You could sit courtside, I mean, though. That's definitely going to have the highest valuation of the three. Sure, but would uh-huh. you rather own the Lakers or any? NFL well, Lakers team? over everything. So a basketball team. No, but okay, you got me. <laughs> Lakers or Dodgers? <laughs> what would you rather? Own? Ooh. Oh, snaps! Ah, Lakers, Lakers. Yeah. Uh, what I need to know: What snack, di- food, or dish? Do you not like that someone always brings to the Super Bowl party? 
What's the unpopular Super Bowl party dish? I don't know if they always bring it, but I've never been a deviled eggs fan. Mm. There always seems to be somebody that brings deviled eggs mm. to a gathering like that. That's just that is not something I'm gonna eat. I just don't like non-traditional Super Bowl food. Like you this come with the essentials. Hamburgers. Hot dogs, pizza, yeah. chips. Wings. You know, like come with the essentials. You come with some stuff. Oh, I made. I'm like this is no. a family recipe. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, you know, this, this is not the time for that. Yeah, no disrespect to your family, but I have no respect for your family's yeah, recipe. All disrespect to your family's recipes. This is a disgusting one. What I need to know: I had a boss that used to drink Scope at work. Ew. What? What happened to the inside of your body after that? Drinks. Uh, have you ever seen like, anything worse than that at work? It's like 100% alcohol. I'll ah. tack on to this listener's question. What's one of the things you've seen where you were like, oh, like, a, you know, when some people like they'll get in line ahead of you at Subway and you hear their sandwich order and you're like, what? Nah, what, I'll, I'll bring it to work. The thing that amazes me is when people are doing the deuce and they know someone else is in the bathroom and they just walk out. If I'm doing the deuce in the bathroom, I'm waiting until that thing is clear before I step out of that, that room it's and a, let you know it was no. me doing the deuce. It's a power move. Nah, it's a power man. move. You walk out of the stall and that guy's making eye contact with you and does a little I head nod. No hey, contact. How's it going? Happy know, Tuesday. I am the alpha of this yeah, bathroom. That's exactly what it is. You're establishing your dominance of the bathroom. Oh, man. Exactly. Um, what I need to know. Uh, we got some ballpark questions, given that spring training is right around the corner. What's your favorite thing to eat at the ballpark? Favorite thing to eat? When I go to um, to um, T-Mobile, I just go to, what is that, Kid Valley? Yeah, burgers, fries. I'm so basic. Fries. Just get a burger and fries and some beer. Good to go. Um, I like uh, nachos. Uh, hot dog, and then I get either rosé or a um, hard seltzer. Hard seltzer, truly. A white claw? Can I get a white claw, please? <laughs> would love that. Um, what I need to know, heading to a friend's Super Bowl party in a different town, thinking of wearing my 12th fan jersey, is it kind of tacky since it's not an Eagles or Chiefs jersey, or does any anything football-related work? Do anything. not wear that jersey. What? No? Do not wear Why? that jersey. The 12 Seahawks have nothing to do with this game. But you're wearing your jersey no. to a football themed party. Go neutral. Go neutral. Wear a Seahawks hat. Wear a Seahawks sweatshirt. Yeah, Don't not wear a jersey. jersey. Not a jersey. I say you can wear the jersey. Yeah. Well, you're a girl. Y'all can wear whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> Dudes, you if get I called out. If I see a guy out. coming over to my Super Bowl party wearing a 12 jersey, I'm going to judge him a little bit. <laughs> Buddy, the Seahawks are not in this game. All right, you guys. Um, That'll do it for us today. As a reminder, stick around for Wyman and Bob. They're coming up next. Uh, They have a very special announcement to start today's show. Very excited. Uh, For Michael Bumpus, for Curtis Rogers, I'm Stacey Ross. Don't go anywhere. Wyman and Bob and their special announcement. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. I mean it. That's coming up next.